for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Jim Wolfe at tntradio.live. That is my email address, as always. Thank you to those who send me mails. Uh, jump into the live chat and uh, uh, go to TNT's website if you want to find all the links for how you can listen to the show after the fact, watch the show after the fact, even I mean, of course it's now live, live streamed, uh, but you can also listen and watch uh, later on. I, I really do enjoy the way in which this type of technology works. So you don't have to be um, here right now to listen to my show. You can, you can catch up later, but if you are, if you are listening right now or watching right now, jump into the live chat or send me an email, uh, engage with me. Um, I have my inbox open and I have the live chat open. Uh, there is an issue with uh, my guest. He hasn't arrived. And um, so I'm hoping he will arrive in the next few minutes. If he doesn't, well, okay. Uh, you'll have to you'll have to listen to me for the next hour and you'll have to endure um, Alex and Joel who are making me sound somewhat professional. I was going to chat to Max Egan, uh, ironically, about a year ago, almost to the day, uh, he and I did a podcast about uh, the Christchurch massacre that happened in New Zealand. Do you remember that uh, 2019 incident uh, where supposedly, well, the official story is that a lone gunman, uh, he, he put a GoPro or something on his head live streamed on Facebook with his with his guns and he went into I think one or two mosques and uh, shot about 50 killed about 50 Muslims who were doing prayers and now that video was taken down very promptly obviously uh, by Facebook and what was really strange to me was what happened next the New Zealand government went into overdrive it clamped down on this particular narrative like there was no tomorrow. They immediately uh, tried to restrict anybody from, from, uh, from watching the video, from sharing it, started imposing laws, criminal offense to distribute the footage. A criminal offense, right? Jail time. There were articles being written in the media about what, listen to this, listen to this headline. Uh, where is it yet? Uh, Christchurch shooting footage. Why you shouldn't watch the video and what to do if you did. <laughs> okay, so, so basically you're a bad person if you watched the footage of this particular mass shooting but you're not a bad person if you're sharing or distributing video footage or photographs of what happened when Russia invaded Ukraine or Israel, you know, carpet bombing Gaza. You know, there are photos and videos all over the internet, all over social media, you know, of dead, dead bodies, you know, uh, children in pools of blood. Mothers crying. I mean, but this is okay. But the New Zealand government 
decided that that this incident that happened in 2019 quote was objectionable and so therefore offensive and so nobody is allowed to watch it excepting those in government and those in the media they are the bastions of all that is considered good and bad trust them and i remember it was a jacinda when she was still the pm and she said something along the lines of uh, the government should be the only the only source of truth you should trust the experts trust the government trust the authorities remember that now i ended up doing a podcast with max egan as i said he is one of the few people who argues that the official story is the cover-up okay so that's one of the reasons why there's such a heavy-handed approach uh, to this particular shooting. And in the podcast that he did with me, he showed the original footage, which of course is now banned in New Zealand. But of course, Max is not from New Zealand. He doesn't live in New Zealand. And uh, I, neither do I. And, uh, he shows in in the podcast that there wasn't a lone gunman that there were a few there were a few individuals involved right and it's quite clear if you go and watch the original footage if you can find it somewhere on the internet you will clearly see that there were more than one individual there was more than one individual involved so this is quite strange so what is it that the new zealand government is hiding why do they want you to believe in the lone gunman um, narrative? I don't know. I'm guessing it has something to do with uh, perhaps intel and, of course, gun laws. Now, that was about a year ago. Very, very interesting podcast, fascinating. Uh, but, you know, nothing unusual from, from other conversations that I've had in the past. Last week, I get an email, listen to this, from the New Zealand government, and more specifically from the department, where is it here, from the Department of Internal Affairs. Take down notice, here it is, take down notice, notice under section 119C of the Films, Videos and Publications Classif Classification Act 1993, and it's addressed to me. Uh, and uh, the date is the 19th of January, 2024. Uh, and it says here, an inspector of publications reasonably, reasonably believes a publication hosted by myself is objectionable. That's the word. Under 119C of the forms, blah, 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 blah. It says it, it describes, depicts, expresses, or otherwise deals with matters such as sex, horror, crime, cruelty, or violence in such a manner that the availability of the publication is likely to be injurious to the public good. It is illegal to make, possess, supply, or distribute objectionable content in New Zealand. You must remove, you must remove or prevent access by the New Zealand public <laughs> to the online publication as soon as is reasonably uh, possible. Uh, and I need to confirm this no later than Monday, the 22nd of January. Well, of course, that's passed now. Failure to comply 
may result in enforcement proceedings. In other words, they're threatening me with criminal action. Uh, the, the department does not require you to preserve a copy of the online publication. You may preserve a copy of okay my, my, my podcast. I'm allowed to. So the New Zealand government is telling me here <laughs> that I'm allowed to preserve a copy of my own podcast if I intend to lodge or have lodged a submission under section whatever uh, for a classification decision for the relevant online publication. Okay, so in other words, I have to ask them permission if I can keep my own podcast. I have to ask the Kiwi government. <laughs> uh, or I must lodge an appeal related to that application. Okay, so it gets quite quite legal and boring. Uh, it's a few pages long and it's signed off and then it has an attachment uh, which gives the date of my podcast and the URL address. Okay, so let me just say right off the bat i am neither a kiwi i don't live in new zealand i am i have nothing to do with the country of new zealand i live in africa so i i will not comply at all with the new zealand government they have no jurisdiction over me or my work i live on the african continent baby all right i don't i don't comply to anything that 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 jacinda ardern's cabinet and her friends and whoever else is in government in New Zealand. They have no say at all over <laughs> over anything that I do. So I've completely ignored uh, this demand by the New Zealand government. And uh, what has now transpired is that they have what appears to be put an outgoing block on that podcast. So in other words, people in New Zealand uh, can't access that podcast. I'm guessing that they can if they use a VPN. <laughs> so just think about this for a second, right? New Zealand is supposed to be a bastion of the, you know, the Commonwealth, the Western world, freedom of speech and all that. And now they've, uh, they've uh, attempted to block access to my podcast from within New Zealand. What I did was I went onto X Twitter a few days ago and I obviously made the comment saying that the New Zealand government wants me to take down this podcast, demanding that I take that I take it offline. And I said no. And here is the full podcast and I shared the link. Now, if you click on the link, you go to obviously, you know, my web page, which has the podcast embedded in it, and it has a whole article attached to it so you can get context. Twitter slash X locked my account. They locked my account and only allowed me back in if I pressed the little button that says accept. And once I pressed accept, they had removed that tweet or post or whatever you call it. And it's and it said there the reason is, is that their, their, their affiliates and partners have found this post, this tweet to be objectionable. So obviously, the New Zealand government went to Twitter X and demanded that, that they take this down or somebody reported it. Uh, but which, whichever way you look at it, they were complying with the New Zealand government. Now, 
something is wrong here. Why is the New Zealand government trying so hard, so, so hard to block any conversation around this 2019 event? That obviously means that they're trying to hide something. The irony, by the way, is that Twitter X locked my account for sharing a link to my website, essentially, right? But go on to go onto the platform, go onto social, go onto X, go and have a look at everything to do with Gaza, blood, gore. There's a lot of objectionable content, a lot. But nobody's account is being locked or suspended for that. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense if you consider that there's a cover up. So what interests me now is why, why are they so, so panicky about this particular story? I don't know. It was just another podcast that I did. Um, I, I did the podcast and I, I remember a year ago thinking, oh, this is interesting. Um, I was doing a series of, of conversations about mass shootings from the Boston, the Boston Marathon to uh, uh, what was I, I've, I've even forgotten Sandy Hook, I think, um, to, to, but you know, just having a look at what some of the potential investigations reveal about these mass shootings. You know, is it is it a case that that there are just crazy individuals who somehow get access to to lots of ammunition and guns? And if that is the case, why do they do this? Why do why do these lone gunmen, quote unquote, go on shooting rampages? You know, what is the psychology? How how did they grow up? What what happened in their lives? Remember that one that happened, I think it was in, was it in Denmark? Denmark, Finland, Denmark, somewhere up there, uh, that, where that guy shot, um, was it also Muslims? I can't remember now. I think you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, the point is, is what, what goes through the mind of these individuals that go on these shooting sprees? I'd love, I'd love to know. I mean, there's a psychology there that, that is very interesting. And so I was doing a series of these conversations. And so this one popped up about Christchurch and I, I didn't even watch it when it was live streamed. It was, I just heard about it and it was, oh, geez, another, another guy hates Muslims and went and shot them. And so I decided to, to, uh, to, to listen to a potentially alternative hypothesis. And it, it was downloaded no 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 more than any other of my of my of my podcasts uh, and um and if it was very topical i would have spoken about it here on tnt but it wasn't all that but it wasn't that particularly interesting it, it it was interesting but it wasn't any more interesting than other conversations i've had i mean a very interesting topic and now suddenly the New Zealand government has caught on to this and they are really, really having a tough time with this. They're trying to control um, speech. And it's, it's so strange to me that they, that they think that they can tell somebody, in a, not even in another country, on another continent halfway around the world, and threaten them. So this is what's known as the Barbara Streisand effect. So that podcast has now been downloaded tens of thousands of times more 
over the last few days because people are suddenly interested in it. And by the way, the video is on Odyssey. So it's blockchain technology, so it's somewhat decentralized. So they can't censor that, they can just block access to it. But yes, the, the even better thing is that there's a, little, there's a little hamburger icon under the video and you can click download. So you can download the video and you can share it yourself. I mean, that's how much of a middle finger you can give the New Zealand government. Um, uh, is Anders, yes, that's him. That's him. That was the, was that, that was Norway, I think, wasn't it? Brave, I don't know how you pronounce it. And Anders Breivik or something. Uh, Norway killing was completely set up. It was filmed asking, okay, I don't know. See, I don't know anything about that. Um, I'll, I'll certainly have that conversation because it's part of the battle of ideas. But uh, it was at that stage I was thinking about mass shooters. And so this Christchurch one popped up into my head. Uh, just before I go to a break, Alex, that, that Christchurch shooting, does it have any restrictions in Australia? I don't think it has. It's just New Zealand, I think, eh? You're not sure. We'll have a look. Okay. Anyway, let's quickly go to a break. My name is Jim. This is TNT. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's, that's, that's more important to worry about? And this is what, uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography, Pope Francis has said. The pontiff... Oh, I'll tell you what, though. He was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. I'm Naheem Hines, professional football player and proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy when I was 14, and I watched her struggle. But MDA helped her get the best treatments and care, and they also helped kids like my buddy Ethan. My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before. From day one, they've treated me like family at my local care center. MDA is the only one that funds over 150 care centers across the U.S. to help provide state-of-the-art care for adults and kids like me. For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and other related neuromuscular diseases. They fund the research for breakthrough treatments, care, and cures. And MDA provides support to thousands of families like mine and Ethan's in communities like yours. Thanks to MDA, kids and adults can live life to its fullest. Join us and learn more at MDA.org today. It sounds pretty good. It's it like, sounds real, it's dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Question on the live chat. Uh, it's a criminal offense in New Zealand to share video info inside of the country uh, regarding... Regarding this Christchurch shooting, I believe it is a criminal offence. In fact, let me just quickly reread what it says here in the um, the takedown notice that the New Zealand government, the Department of Internal Affairs. Let's have a look here. They say here, uh, a, a publication is objectionable if it describes, depicts, expresses, or otherwise deals with matters such as sex, horror, crime, cruelty, or violence in such a manner that the availability of the publication is likely to be injurious to the public good. It is illegal to make, possess, supply, or distribute objectionable content in New Zealand. There you go. 
So that is the paragraph. That is from the official government letter that was sent to me. So yes, the answer to that question is yes. It's a criminal offense uh, to to share that video or information about that video if you're inside New Zealand. How weird is that? How weird is that? Right? One of the one of the five eyes. Well, okay, so I suppose that makes sense. But I mean, yeah, you got a country that's part of the Commonwealth, supposedly part of the free the free West, right? The free West. <laughs> and now the New Zealand government is acting in a totalitarian way, no different to the way it acted during COVID. Jacinda was one of the worst, one of the worst horses. Oh, sorry, uh, one of the worst prime ministers uh in um in the world at the time um was that what did i i no i'm sorry i can't i can't make out what that comment says uh, there's definitely something really odd about that new zealand shooting news agents weren't even allowed to sell magazines that mention it yes and i that's what i've that's what i've been told uh, and that's what i understand to be the case um and uh, yeah this comment says from uh, Mog mogden i hope i'm pronouncing that uh, and it's always a lone gunman that does these shootings, probably because it's easier for CIA, MK Ultra to brainwash, hypnotize them in the weeks and months leading up to the event. Do you know what's really interesting about your comment is that Max Egan, who is a, was supposed to be on my show today, by the way, uh, he, he was the one who did this particular podcast with me. Uh, and for some reason, he hasn't pitched up. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can get him next week. Uh, he actually said in his conversation with me that he believes that this gunman was um, in some way hypnotized or propagandized in an MK Ultra kind of way. Uh, okay, so there are a couple theories floating around I've seen uh, that, that there was no massacre at all. But that's not true in my mind. I know because um, I have one or two friends uh, in New Zealand um, who uh, were doctors at the time and uh, injured, sh gunshot wounded Muslims came into the hospital, right, in Christchurch. Uh, so, you know, that wasn't a setup. But, but the argument that Max makes, and I think fairly convincingly, is that there wasn't a lone gunman, there was more than one individual involved. But that's, that's a trend that I've seen with these mass shootings. It's always a lone gunman. Do you remember that guy who went into, into a, a theater where Batman, the Batman movie was showing? I'm trying to remember the details of that particular story now. Uh, it was in the States, I think. And he went into a, a cinema with, I think, a gun in each hand while people were watching Batman and he just shot. He went wild. I don't remember the details of that and I can't even remember when it happened. I think it was a number of years ago, but again, a lone gunman. And I, I, I suspect that there's something else going on because how do you, how do you actually get to that point in your life where you, you wake up one morning and you think to yourself, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on these clothes. I'm gonna put a, a camera on my head. I've managed to locate these guns. I've spent months modifying them so that they, 
you know, they are like machine guns or some or whatever it might be. Uh, and then you just decide you're going to go and shoot a pile of people. There's some, like, what happened in your childhood? How did you get to that point? You know, it, it's, it fascinates me. And I'd love to actually talk to somebody, you know, in, in, in an interview in the coming months about the psychology behind, um, I suppose, serial killing or mass shooting or mass murder or something. I mean, this, something's broken. Something is broken in your head. Um, I, I don't think it's only a case of MK Ultra and, and being indoctrinated. Yeah, I think that is a thing because, you know, like with the uh, Jonestown massacre and those types of cults in which people do become very indoctrinated and start drinking, you know, the Kool-Aid, you know, the poison or whatever it might be, or they shoot themselves collectively or something. So there is something to be said about being indoctrinated. Uh, but sometimes it would appear to me that some of these so-called killers, I say so-called because I'm, I'm sometimes not sure if, if it's a setup or not, but it does appear to me that that something has gone wrong. The wiring is, is being disconnected in their brain. Um, let me see. Uh, Jacinda put that law in. Uh, um, Blooders, I'm not sure. Uh, Twenty, It must have been because it was 2019. And she was the prime minister in 2019, I think, if I remember, if I remember correctly. And I think she resigned in 2023. So, yes, I think it was her administration that, that signed in that law. Uh, but I'm happy to be corrected if I'm wrong on that. Um, another comment here. Uh, immediately after that shooting law-abiding New Zealand citizens had to surrender their, their, their auto weapon, their guns. I guess that was something. To, yes, I do think that that is somewhat true. Um, and that always seems to be the case with mass shootings. Look at the United States. It's always about gun laws. Always. It's always about gun laws. Uh, whenever you find a mass sh shooting, you find some sort of um, demand by the government to hand in guns or to tighten laws around around guns. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a good point. And I, and I suspect that that certainly, certainly uh, played a role. Uh, here we go from an from I can't pronounce it. Hi, oh, hidden in plain sight says the shootings are to take out right. Sorry, to take out the right to bear arms against the tyranny of the government. Yes, well, that's what I was just saying, and I and I certainly agree with that uh, because that that happens every single time. Uh, yes, it was the premiere of the Dark Knight. Oh, that's that, that's that, that guy who shot in the cinema. I remember being so terrified afterwards, I was asleep then. Yeah. <laughs> I remember also thinking, geez, do I want to go to a, do I want to go to the cinema? You know, what if some guy walks in with a machine gun? Um, it was the same with that lady Labour MP in the UK, Joe Cox. A loner had had absolutely no association with guns. Um, okay, I don't know. That's just a long comment. Um, they'll be ruining the day that did that when the, when the aliens invade. Um, those who are listening to my show from inside Australia, I'd love to know if you're able to access that, that Christchurch uh, massacre, you know, whether it's footage or if you're allowed to discuss it. Um, I just asked Alex, he's not entirely certain. Um, so if you, if you are Australian, 
let me know if you're able to uh, talk about that that incident. Um, obviously, I can because I'm on the African continent and uh, we we have multiple failed states. In fact, I don't think there's one successful uh, state on the African continent. I think the entire entire continent is just a bunch of failed countries, uh, and that and that includes my my own South Africa. We are a failed state, and with that uh, comes a lot of pros and cons. Uh, con many of the cons are that we are you know sitting with daily daily blackouts, rolling blackouts every single day hours on end of no electricity we have uh, high amounts of crime and we have you know infrastructure that's you know very broken but some of the pros are that we have <laughs> we have a, a bit more freedom because chaos tends to uh, align with um with liberty as it as it so happens and, and that's why we've got uh you know very few laws restricting speech because enforcing enforcing it is not a not an easy thing here on the African continent. Mass shootings uh, seem to involve, okay, yes, sorry, let me just reread this comment. Mass, shoot, mass shootings seem to involve severe mental health and medication, but the discussion is always guns, not medications and help. We need a new discussion on the use of medications in young people and mental health. I, I have said that many, many times. I honestly think that the discussion around guns is is a deliberate attempt to to disarm citizens. It's to it's to make the state more powerful. It's to make the state uh, more tyrannical. It's to basically enable um, 1984, essentially, you know, or Brave New World in many ways. You know, a, ty a tyrannical, technocratic authority, and you have to you have you have to trust them. To protect you but the reality is that you are always the first respondent and you can't wait 30 minutes or 45 minutes or three hours for the police if somebody's in your house you know with with a gun and by the way criminals don't obey gun laws you know it's only the the law-abiding citizens that obey gun laws so if you are that person who who is going to shoot up a bunch of people or you're going to be a serial killer it's definitely about mental health but again this isn't something that you just suddenly wake up and do you don't just you know make your morning coffee and then decide well today today i'm going to shoot 76 people you know this is a long long journey that gets you to this point of emptiness of nothingness and most most of the time they, they end up getting shot or or you know shooting themselves um you know so it's just a it's a complete and utter dark pit it's a hole of emptiness and those people i don't think deserve to exist at all right so if they if they kill themselves after they've killed 50 people you know great because the world doesn't need them uh but as, I, as I've said many times now, I, I'm fascinated by the psychology, the, 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 the mental state that you've got to be in. What do you, how do you get to that point? You know, this, this is lots of planning involved to pull off something like that. You know, it's, 
it's not only sociopathic, it's psychopathic. Uh, that's right, Germ, the government will still have the guns, but Big Pharma is huge in the US and will never relinquish the hold on mental health care. That's a discussion will probably never happen. Gun confiscation might, but not a reduction in med medications. Now, those who know me uh, will know that, you know, I like guns. I'm a fan of guns. Uh, I, I believe in, you know, gun ownership, the right to self-defense. And, um, and I, d I don't think, I don't think fearing guns is a good idea. Remember, it's just a, it's just a device, a tool, you know, a gun is lying on a table, it can't shoot, it doesn't, it can't think for itself. It requires somebody to squeeze that trigger. And that's why you need to be trained and you have to be, you need to be in a good headspace. Um, and I mean, you know, I got hunting, so I, I use guns for a different purpose. Of course, you can also go sports shooting and that's a lot of fun. So there are other purposes for for guns although ultimately it is is to kill but a knife can also be used to kill you know a crossbow uh, can be used to kill and even an air gun I mean have you have you seen the power of air guns these days right it's incredible these things can absolutely 100% kill uh, but they are used for sport Anyway, the point the point that I was making is that it doesn't matter if you take away guns. People are going to find other ways to kill. I think in the UK they have a lot of knife crime. Yeah, you might say, okay, yes, but uh, you know, with a knife you kill fewer people than with a gun. Okay, but it's not a numbers game, right? It's not a numbers game. It's not about how many you kill. This isn't. It's not a video game. You know, it's not, it's not like Pokemon. It's not about collecting them all. It's, it's what leads you to that point where you want to take a knife and kill a bunch of people or you want to take a car and drive into a crowd. Like, what, what has happened that's, that's taken you to that point? If, if you've been indoctrinated, if you've been propagandized, uh, if you've been MK-altered, sure. But I think that those aren't the only variables here. I think there are I think there are other variables too. Uh, let's have a look here. Lots of comments. Um, more more the people involved are vulnerable, etc. They're picked up early by the Cyops Brigade. The shootings are the object to shock and disarm. Thomas Hamilton was a, a pedo and state sponsored enabler for the deep dark corridors of power. He was connected with Seville. Uh, yes. Um, and an injection can be used exactly Exactly, right. Have have we not, have we not uh, learnt? Oh, wait a minute. Alex is telling me that uh, my guest <laughs> has just pitched up. All right, let's quickly go to a break. Alex, uh, thank you, man, my friend. Uh, my name is Jim. This is TNT. Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. 
We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. Eggs. You can fry them, scramble them, poach them, boil them, or race them on a spoon. But uncooked eggs can be a risk for food poisoning. To be safe, avoid buying dirty or cracked eggs. Always wash your hands after handling eggs. And if you're concerned, pregnant, elderly, or have a poor immune system, make sure you cook eggs until the yolk starts to firm. Or look for new pasteurized eggs. For excellent eggs, handle them safely. On a virtual road, you can test the limits of your driving ability to see how fast you can go under the most extreme conditions, like when it's dark, when the weather's bad, or when the unexpected happens. The higher the speed, the harder the impact. But driving isn't a game or a race. When you're on the road, just 10 miles per hour over the limit can mean the difference between life and death. You're responsible for people's lives and your own. Slow down and save lives. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, I've been talking the last 40 minutes or so about the topic that I was actually going to chat to Max Egan about, but uh, he, he's had some um, some electricity issues, so I can relate. I'm in Africa, so I'll get Max on again next week. But for now, Max Egan, thanks for <laughs> thanks for joining me. <laughs> well, yeah, better late than never, I guess. But uh, yeah, make make uh, make a kind of an appearance. I'm really sorry, mm. folks. Really sorry about all that. It's just electrical problems here in Mexico. We've had a lot of really bad stuff go down the last few weeks. So I don't like I don't like hearing that you that you've got all these roading blackouts because I'm in Africa. I'm supposed to have it worse. <laughs> well, we had a hurricane here, you know, in October, and it's, it's taken a, a long time for them to get their shit together to get it all all working again. Like we still don't have a phone line on at the house here. It's been three months, three and a half months. We still don't have a phone line connection. I've got all this weird tethering set up to a Starlink modem, and you know, and we've had three power transformers explode in the suburb in the last week. So it's just crazy. Power was off for seven and a half hours yesterday, and uh, yeah, I woke up to no electricity this morning. So I'm very sorry that I'm late. No, no, it's fine, Max. We'll we'll do this again next week. I will do a full show. I was just for the last forty minutes chatting about. The podcast that you and I did about the Christchurch massacre and how the New Zealand government has now suddenly been coming after me. And it's it's phenomenal how they're trying to shut this conversation down. They've now blocked access to my podcast from with inside New Zealand. And Twitter X has they they suspended my account temporarily and removed simply a link to my website uh, with the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, they really don't want people talking about it. It's a really important issue, Christchurch. Um, there was a smokescreen cover-up that came out within Christchurch within three hours of the whole thing happening. Everyone wanted you to argue over whether it was CGI or not. Rather than looking at what was going on on the video, the stuff that I showed you on that last uh, interview that we did, which completely nails the New Zealand government and the world media, you don't need to, to argue whether it's real or fake, whether it was CGI or anything. you just got to look at the official narrative which says this was a lone gunman, and then look on the video and go, well, if it's a lone gunman, who are all these people? 
you know? Yeah. So it blows the official narrative completely out of the water, which is why it's so scary yeah. for them and why they don't want anybody looking at it, especially with the level of corruption we're seeing exposed by all of our governments now, you know? Yeah, exactly, Max. And also, if it were just CGI and, and if the whole thing didn't happen, they wouldn't be trying to clamp down so much on the footage. No, it's because it exposes extra players. It exposes that there's mm. no possible way this was a lone gunman. Things simply don't happen that way if it's a lone gunman. And you can actually see the other players on the film. A really um, freaky mm. part about it, I think, for them is, like I said uh, in that interview, that number plate that is shown on that car, that, that Toyota Will VS that left halfway through, and I actually identified who owns that, who is one of the owner of the mosque, and uh, they had the locks changed a couple of days before this whole thing happened. And, yeah, it, there's a lot of information now. I even found out where that car lives and, and where the guy lives. I posted that mm. in a video. And they moved out the very next day. So, you know, there's a lot on that video that exposes the government. And with what's going on, like I've often said, the way of Palestine will be the way of the world. Look at the, the genocide that's going on in Gaza now. And look at how all of our governments are supporting this. I've been saying to you, what do you think they have in store for our countries if they're going to support this over there? You know, it'll break down of the food chain, eating bugs and, you know, destroying all the food processing plants in the United States and, you know, breaking down the system in Australia and New Zealand, probably over in Africa as well. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a really important video and it's uh, a thorn in their side, I think, that some of us got the information out and just refused to back down. We're not going to delete it. We're not going to, you know, take our no. links away. We're not going to stop talking about it or stop posting it. You can censor us all you like. You're just really pointing people in the direction of something they need to see. So, you know, bring it but on. There is, I mean, we don't have time now to, to, to go into that um, topic, but there is a meta conversation that's happening here about censorship, particularly in Western countries. Yes, yes, New Zealand is a Western country. It's part of the Commonwealth. This is very worrying. Well, yeah, I mean, they've been. This has been ongoing for a while as well, and that's something else that I said was going to happen off the back of Christchurch. We're all going to get censored. That's why I think they live streamed the video. I mean, I think a lot of it was planned, but I don't think they meant him to live stream as much as he did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether they knew he was going to turn the camera on in the car and, and have the camera on the whole way that he was driving to the event and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of information in that drive, even. I mean, we could go through that sometime. There's a lot of colour coding of cars. When you look at how MK Ultra and Mind Control and Tavistock and all this stuff works, how it works off visual and audio cues, you begin to understand why there were the red and turquoise cars placed the way they were, why he had the Bluetooth speaker going on his, his uniform, and he was running to a soundtrack. I mean, I mean, and even that's kind of speculative, but, you know, you can look at it and think, well, this is this is really odd. This is really odd that these things would be here. And whenever there's these markers, he, he reacts in certain ways. You know, so I think th there's a lot exposed in that video. And, yeah, they're, they're censoring everybody. They, you know, any excuse they can to censor people, they're doing it. But I don't think it's working. I mean, not, nothing that they're trying to do is working. They're so far behind schedule now. Even when you look back in 2007 when they said they were going to take over five countries or seven countries in five years, it's now 2024. They still haven't achieved that. They're talking about their cashless society, their digital ID. And meanwhile, they're saying they're pushing this right out in Australia, really, really frantically pushing out their digital ID and their digital currency. And then you had things like the Optus crash. You had a lot of things crash and go down. 
people spend seven or eight hours out there in the day and they can't use their bank cards. They can't buy anything, can't put any fuel in their car, they can't go and buy any food. So now there's a huge movement in Australia that we've got to keep cash in circulation. Cash is more reliable than anything else. So they're really falling over themselves trying to get this through. And you know what's going on in Gaza has caused a huge uprising of voices who are not backing down. They're screaming out about genocide, screaming out about the corruption of our governments. Even the World Economic Forum now are saying, well, there's this new thing called libertarianism, which is basically a new system that wants to collapse this system. And you know, we can lead, but if they don't follow, what are we going to do? You know, So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of pushback going on. I mean, things are going to get pretty ugly because these people aren't going to go down without a fight. They're going to really try to push it. But I think the confidence in the people is rising. I really do. I mean, it's, like I said, it's going to get uglier yet. They're going to throw everything they, they've got at us this year they're trying to start world war three and all the stuff they're doing but uh you know and ultimately a lot of people will probably suffer through it all as well but i think we're going to come through i really do i'm feeling kind of really positive about things at the moment which isn't to offer hopium to people i'm not saying i'll be complacent yeah. no no you've got to be involved and participate and see what they're doing but just realize that the more they do it all those sheeple you couldn't wake up, they're mm-hmm. seeing it now for themselves. People that have never looked into the whole world you know, issue are looking at this now, looking at what's going on in Gaza and saying, hang on a minute, yes, this is pretty serious yes. stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing. So, so try to maintain some positive attitude through this year because they're failing. They're failing in so many ways. They're winning in some, but they're failing in others. And ultimately, I think they will fail. I mean, the human spirit that's right. is way too strong for them to hold us back, you know? I was just going to say that one of the things that I love doing is looking for silver linings. And when you're exposing, when you're investigating, when you're you know, putting the puzzle pieces together to, to see what's behind, you know, what the bigger picture is, it can become overwhelming. But what's so important to me is that there's always, there's always a solution. There's always a white pull, as it were. There's, there's always a way around it. I like the fact that the World Economic Forum is telling us what they want. I like that. I'd mm. rather I'd rather I'd rather know because it gives me a chance to use cash. It gives me a chance to <laughs> get into the gym and get healthy. You know, you know what I mean? The, these are opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've been saying that for years, you know, cash is king. As much as we don't want this fiat system, we don't want the central banking or any of that sort of stuff, using cash is a real thorn in their side at the moment. So you should absolutely be using cash. If you are using crypto or whatever, but even even the whole crypto thing, like Jeff and a a lot of people are right into the whole crypto thing. And I can understand what the goal was and what the intention was with crypto to, to move outside of that banking system. But I often said, I mean, it, it's not going to matter if they bring in digital ID. You're going to need digital ID to sign online to begin with. Then how are you going to get your crypto? You know, it, it's not real. It's not tangible. It's not something you can hold in your hand. It serves a purpose in a, in a real world where things actually run the way they look on the surface and governments are actually you know, mean what they are supposed to mean and with all these little sovereign nations, it would be great, but we don't. We have one big holding company that's masquerading as a system of, of sovereign nations and governments and they're all working together to move us into this reset they want to do. So, um, you know, we've got to keep all options open and, and, and yeah, using cash, I think, is a, is a great way to uh, to get through it. I mean, I've never actually bought anything with a card over a counter. I'm really proud of that. I've never gone into a supermarket and paid for my groceries with a card. The only thing I've ever bought with a card, a debit card, is is uh, airline tickets online. And uh, I don't even have a credit card. I've never owned a credit card in my in my whole 66 years of life. 
And I'm quite proud of that, you know, and I think a lot of people are like that. And I think the use of cash really, really puts a spanner in their works. And and this is just mm. going to grow from here because people can see now that people have been trying to wake up. I mean, you know, we've been so outspoken with what we've done. So much of the so-called freedom movement have been so outspoken with what we've done that we've pushed the government into having to escalate their plans and they're stumbling. They're stumbling and they're falling as much as they like to display all this confidence when you see them interviewed on TV or whatever. They're stumbling and falling. They're way, way behind schedule in all of their plans. And I, I think that uh, nobody respects them anymore. No one, no one believes a word they say. You know, they're they're the laughing stock of the world. And so much stuff's happening. Look, the tunnels in in Brooklyn, There's tunnels underneath mm -hmm. the, the city in Brooklyn with children's mattresses and high chairs. And oh no, we got these tunnels because we wanted to move around during COVID. No, no, there's, there's a lot more to it than that. And people are realizing, hang on, if there's tunnels in Brooklyn, well, what's under my city? What's under New York? What's under yeah. San Francisco? What's under uh, Johannesburg? What's under Adelaide in South Australia? What's under Sydney? What's under Melbourne? What's under London? You know, people are seeing that there's this whole other world that they didn't know about. And I've, I've said so many times, you know, we're living on a people farm. That's what this is. And uh, people don't understand it. But uh, I think they're seeing it, brother. And like I said, it's going to get crazy. But I think mm. we got this. I think we, we're going to get through. I think and, you're right. You know, I think you're right, Max. I think I think what happens. Sorry, my earpiece is falling out. Um, I think what happens is that is that people have something called human nature, the human spirit, as you said, and those globalists, those internationalist, elitists, whatever, oligarchs, they often forget about that. They they don't realise that there are going to be people saying, "No, you you're mm. not going to win." And there mm. are a lot of us. There are a lot of us. Yeah. And I mean, for example, think about think about what's happening in the, in the Middle East. I don't think for one moment that the Zionist cabal expected the world to, to turn their back on on them right now. No, I don't think they did either. I think, think that they thought they were going to get away with it in many ways. Um, yeah, they own the media. They own the governments. They own the propaganda war. But they're totally losing online. I mean, they've had to employ a whole new section of people. They went and bought this this propaganda company the other day. I've got to, I'd find a web page somewhere. But um, they, they bought this whole online thing. And, and as soon as they did, the amount of trolls on my Twitter feed and stuff tripled and all sorts of stuff. So they're really, really pushing, trying to contain the information online because they admit that they are losing the online war. And nobody's mm. believing a word they say. We, all these claims of this and that and rapes and beheadings and no evidence to support any of it. It's all just propaganda of war, which itself is a huge war crime. Now, propaganda of war was, was uh, defined as the worst war crime of World War II because it is the propaganda of war which enables all of the other war crimes to take place, you know, because they, what they put in people's mindset. And we always hear, oh, they paid the cake, killed mm. Have we just lost uh, Alex? Have I just lost Max? The babies. Have I just lost me? Oh, he's back. Oh, sorry, I yeah. lost you there temporarily, Max. Uh, I'm, well, yeah, I'm not sure. Just, was that was that was that me or was that you? I'm not sure what happened. That's there. probably me, brother. It's probably the connection here is very very bad. Uh, like I said, I'm hooked up uh, okay. through a tether onto a Starlink modem, so uh, it's it's really really touch and go at the moment. <clears throat> um, listen, we're going to chat. Uh, next week, I'm going to schedule you uh, to come and chat about censorship propaganda, and of course, we'll we'll segue into the 
the Christchurch thing uh, because I think I think it can be pulled into the meta narrative quite quite neatly. Um, mm. But for now, for now, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes. If you were to give oh. me, and um, yes, oh, I was just going to say, hopefully, I'll have a decent connection by next week. But uh, <laughs> I don't guarantee that. All right, um, it's Mexico. But I, what I, what I was gonna what I was gonna ask you is basically just for a, for a nugget of wisdom for for listeners to hold on to until until you return to my show. Like I've said, don't lose faith in yourself. This this whole system is breaking down. You know, the apocalypse, as they call it, which is simply the lifting of the veil. Everything is revealing itself, and you know it's it's going to be a a rude awakening for a lot of people. But you know we tried to be gentle about it. Now the system itself is kind of throwing itself in your face. Everything they're doing is breaking down. All of their methods are falling by the wayside. I really think that they thought people were far more stupid than they are. Because you do see a lot of stupid people out there. But the fact that they're pushing so hard with everything is just waking more and more people up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so don't lose faith in this. Don't lose confidence in yourself. And I realize, yeah, it's it's, uh, rebirth or any birth is a painful process. And we're about to birth a new humanity, and it's going to be a painful process. There's a lot of stuff going to fall by the wayside, but don't lose faith or confidence in yourself. If you couldn't, if you couldn't handle this test, then you wouldn't have come here for this test. So I think that's a that's a positive way to look at it. Well, let's just quickly quickly promo you. How can I uh, follow you? Well, we've gone through this before. You're supposed to be following yourself, actually. You shouldn't be following me. You should be uh, leading yourself. But you can listen to what I say. If you come to thecrowhouse.com, you can uh, you can listen to my opinion. Uh, you'll also find me on BitChute if you can wade your way through the trolls on BitChute. It's just phenomenal. I have people opening up new accounts every five or ten minutes just to say something nasty about me. It's generally the same person. They'll open up like 20 accounts in a day and post negative comments. So, I mean, you'll find everything. If you go to thecrowhouse.com, click the face to enter and just go in and check it out there. I've got some really good forums on that website too. If you want a lot of information, you just go and sign up to the forums and have a chat with the people in there. There's a lot of good stuff gets posted in there. Mm. And uh, you'll find all the links to me on, on my homepage at thecrowhouse.com. And, yeah, we'll come and do it again next week. Hopefully I'll have decent bandwidth. Hopefully there'll be no blackouts between now and then. Or maybe they'll get them all oh, out of the also- way before then, you know. So. Yeah. Well, let me it's just quickly been, say for those for those listening right now, go do your, go do your homework. Go and listen to my conversation with Max about the Christchurch shooting. Um, I think if you just do a search for it on Odyssey or on, or wherever, uh, but you you might you'll probably find it. The easiest is to go. Yeah, to it's, it's about I think it's last, January last year. January last year. Yeah, if you go to my Odyssey channel. Go to yeah, my Odyssey ago, channel almost and, to the day. And go and have a look in yeah. January last year, and you'll see a picture of Christchurch, and you'll see it all. There and it go. was was a good, was a good conversation that conversation. It has been downloaded tens and tens and tens of thousands of times. Uh, people really really enjoyed that. But why I'm saying that people must go and watch it or listen to it is because there's a meta narrative, Max, about censorship and and what mm, they're trying mm. to cover up, and it 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 bre- it breaks apart a, a larger a larger puzzle. That's why it's kind of like chipping into the uh, the Epstein thing, you know, little bits and pieces, and you eventually get to the bigger picture. But listen, I see time mm. is now running out, so let me let me thank you. I'll catch up with you my, next my week, My pleasure, Max. And I will but do for it now, again. Max, yeah, again yeah, we will. Thanks for joining me in the trenches uh, for <laughs> the third segment <laughs> of the show. <laughs> um, send me an email, jimwarfare at... Uh, 
What is my address? Warfare at tntradio.live. Please mail me. Let me know where in the world you are messaging me from. I always enjoy that. I'll catch you tomorrow. On behalf of Joel, Alex, and myself, my name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Mm-hmm.